a.m. Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello everyone and welcome to the Marine Menu Cherry Show. It is a beautiful Thursday evening in Seattle. I, I think the temperature is probably in the 50s. Do you think, Tom? Yeah. No, yeah. It's, uh, I think it's uh, low 50s out low right 50s, now. Low 50s? Because my coat's in the car, so it's not raining, which is unusual. It was actually somewhat sunny today at times. It was sunny times. today. It was yeah. beautiful. It was nice out. People out in, in, who are listening to the show may wonder why I always bring up the temperature or the weather, and I do that to help ground everybody so we can kind of be in the present moment, even though I realize that many of you could be listening from other parts of the world, and my present moment may not be your weather present moment. <laughs> but we like to share how it is here That's in Seattle true, with in everybody Seattle. else. Yeah. About this time last night, I was actually walking in the pouring rain because I just couldn't stay in the house one more minute. <laughs> <laughs> so I went on a quick, fast three-mile walk and came back drenched. <laughs> but I enjoyed every moment of it. It was wonderful. Sometimes it's fun to go walking in the rain. With all the leaves on the ground, too. I really think it is. I mean, fall's a, it's a great time of year. I it's love it. It's my favorite. I love fall. Yeah. See, Tom and I have a lot of things in common. Yeah. We only get to hang out on Thursday evenings. I but, know, you know. And, you know and, but we get to know a little bit more about That's each other. That's true. Like the That's fall. Really it's true. an awesome time of year. It is yeah. an awesome time of year. And on the Marie Manu Cherry Show tonight, we're going to be talking with Phil Larson. He is a wellness coach, also a critical care nurse. Um, I don't know if he, I don't, don't believe Phil's working in the industry. Uh, as I bring him on, we'll find out if he's working in the industry anymore. And he wrote an, a wonderful book. He was kind enough to send it to my post office box. It's called The Anti Diet, and it changed his life completely. And now Phil works with many people, I'm sure, all over the country with his book and with awareness and um, intuition and helping people to change their lives. If, particularly those who are having problems with obesity, which is a really hard thing to cure. It's um, So, Phil, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you. Phil's calling from Sedona, Arizona, where you said it was in the upper 50s, I believe, right? Yes, yes. Beautiful, crisp evening with a nice full moon. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. We have that same full moon. It looks gorgeous. In fact, it was full, I think, yesterday was, was when it went full. So we're very lucky to have that beautiful, gorgeous light in the sky. And again, thank you for sending me your book. You know, people ask me all the time if they can come onto the show, authors. And unless I have the book, it's hard for me to make a decision, right? And so yeah. you sent me this beautiful package, actually, right before I left for Wyoming to speak at the Teton Wellness Festival. And I read it on the plane on the way to Wyoming. And I really enjoyed the book. I loved your story because um, weight issues had been a problem all of your life, not just yeah. as an adult. Yeah, right. that's that's correct. I was, I, I was born a chunky kid. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was teased, uh, it, you know, unmercifully as only children can tease each other uh, in grade school. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, I was fat in high school. Uh, I was embarrassed at the high school prom. Wow. Um, it, you know, just throughout my entire life, it just had really been a struggle for me. And on the front of your book, you have a picture of you before and after. So before the anti-diet and then after. 
And there is a significant difference. And in, in, in your writing, you talk about how active you are now, how much weight you've lost, and you have a beautiful glossary of recipes in the book. So not only do you have a great story and great ideas, which of course we'll go into, but you even have how to. Here's the food, how to prepare it. Here's the things you're going to need for the kitchen, which I thought was adorable. <laughs> you know, um, and, and and all of the things that people need so that they can learn how to eat healthier foods in their life and begin to lose weight and exercise, of course, to add yeah. into, you know, keeping your muscle mass nice and healthy and your cardiac system um, moving in the way that it should. And so you were, do you still work in the nursing industry or are you done with all of that right now? I do, no, I do. I still, uh, I still work part-time uh, as a critical care nurse. Yeah. Uh, primarily in uh, cardiovascular ICU. Wow. Uh, so I still am seeing patients who are, you know, suffering the consequences of, uh, of unhealthy lifestyle. Right. And uh, having bypass surgery. Right. Right. And, and trying to recover from heart attack and stroke and other problems. Right. And then change their lifestyle while they're also recovering from surgery and being in, hospitalized for a period of time, which is challenging. Yeah. Yes, it is. In in your introduction, you actually talk about, um, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to breathe and feeling that you were a heart attack away or a moment away from either a heart attack or a stroke or to be to becoming insulin dependent. You felt like you were just on the verge of moving in a direction of some serious health issues. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the fall of 2000, sort of when I had that awakening that's described in the introduction of the book, uh, I mean, I I was morbidly obese, mm-hmm. and I had high blood pressure, and I had uh, sleep apnea. Uh, I would stop stop breathing while I was sleeping at night, mm-hmm. and I had gastric reflux. Um, so you know, sometimes the stomach contents come up into the esophagus and choke you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I had the metabolic syndrome. And so what had happened on that particular instance that I describe in the introduction is something that had happened to me on many occasions before, but that was that I was having some gastric reflux while I was sleeping and I had stopped breathing and those two things sort of got together and all of a sudden I had a bunch of nasty stomach contents that I was breathing into my lungs and I was choking on it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so do you think that was the moment? Because here you're obviously very well educated in nutrition and anatomy and physiology and and what we need to do to be healthy. You know, you've had nutrition classes, you understand, you know, many of the aspects of health and well-being. So do you think it was that defining moment or do you think there was a lot of moments that came together that made you make different choices? Yeah, I I think that, I, I mean, it's easy for us to be able to maybe point to a particular moment that kind of tips us over the edge, the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back. But I think, as you described, it was just a number of moments that were leading up to that, you know, sort of cumulative misery and being tired and um, all of the various different things and thought patterns mm-hmm. and the discongruence in my own energy and the way that I felt um sort of built up over time and then kind of got crystallized all in that one moment of terror of thinking, you know, oh, I, I can't breathe. Wow. And what if this happened sometime where I could never breathe again? Uh, and, and that just brought it all together and sort of the aha moment for me. And, and 
that was that was actually a great moment. Yeah, I, I agree it is a great moment. I'm sure it was really scary because of, of the fact that you do know, you know, as your health declined, you know, if your health were to continue to decline, you know exactly what you were heading towards in terms of, you know, patient care, hospitalization, medications that you would need to start taking. And and so that, to me, I, I, almost, I can almost imagine how terrified I would have been, you know, knowing what I know about health. And in fact, there are times when I may have moments where I wonder about my health and my brain will show me pictures, snapshots of patients that I've seen or things that have happened to them, you know. So that yes. moment must have been really intense. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. it, it, it was. And, and that's one of the things that I try to capture and share with people that don't have the same experience that you and I have, having been health professionals and taking care of patients in the hospital. A lot of people don't have access to that experience to see what the actual consequences of of some of these problems are and to see how people actually have to live their lives as a result of having had a big heart attack or having had a stroke or getting into multiple medications that they have to take and wrangling with insurance companies. And so I try to bring some of that experience to people through the book so that they can understand it without having to live it and hopefully be inspired to change some of the patterns so that they don't have to live it. Well, that's wonderful. That's a wonderful idea, and I appreciate you so much for doing it. And it is a lovely book. I've read most of it, and I love the way you write it. It's easy. It's fun to understand, and I enjoy how you express your story because you also talk about how you had tried every diet. It's not like you haven't tried to make some you know, changes in your life. You really seriously had tried numerous times. Yes. Yeah, and, and having been a frustrated dieter who's you know, tried literally hundreds of different things and hundreds of different programs. And even some of the, you know, <laughs> crazy ones that you see advertised, you know, buy this patch and stick it on your belly and, you know, in six sure. weeks you're going to, you know, have ripped abs like this 20 year <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we still, you know, you, you're you so desperate to want to be different, to, to have a change, to be healthier. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, I I was I would still even though I had actual training to the contrary, I would still grasp at some of those things, and uh, finally just had to just give up on all of that stuff that doesn't work, and start to try to find some things that actually do work. And, and you know what I think is interesting? I was also reading, um, I think it's the forward to the book from the nurse practitioner who wrote mm-hmm. in here. Um, very lovely things about you, um, Joy Clark. She even said that your book is a treasure. She uses it with her patients all the time. She has her. She's a nurse practitioner and specializes in, in diabetes and other related health issues with obesity as well. And um, and she talks about peop- her patients who have even had bypass surgeries. You know, have procedures done so that they won't be able to gain weight, so that they'll be able to lose weight. And those things don't always work. I I even have a, a dear friend who's had a procedure similar to that and. You know, I haven't seen changes in her weight that would indicate that the procedure actually took effect. Have you, right. Yeah. So have you noticed that as well with patients in terms of, you know, even when we go to extreme measures to have serious surgeries done to change the weight, that that isn't necessarily a guarantee that that's going to help either? That's true, yeah. Um, not all the time does it work. Uh, some of the times 
uh, it works and the patients are able to lose a relatively small amount of weight. Unfortunately, in some of the cases, there are consequences, sometimes really grave consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It, you know, I've actually taken care of patients who have died as a result of complications from uh, failed gastric bypass surgery. Right. Because there's a, a um, huge problem within nutrition absorption if they're not able to eat healthy meals. So, or right, right. A certain amount of yeah. food. Right, right. Yeah, and with the with the banding surgeries, those are a little bit different and more advanced. But uh, you know, especially before the procedures would reduce the stomach size, and so I mean, literally, patients were eating a, a little shot glass full of liquid was about the maximum amount that they could consume at any time, mm-hmm. and um, having to be on regimens of multivitamins and right. You talk about extreme, extreme changes. Um, you'll never, ever be able to think about having a Thanksgiving meal with the family again. Right. Yeah, that would uh, be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really never being able to eat a piece of chocolate cake again. Right. Yeah, maybe a bite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe a bite. Yeah. And, yeah. and so uh, I think probably because of all the diets that you went through, that's one of the reasons why you probably chose the title to your book, The Anti-Diet, you know, so that this isn't a diet, it's a lifestyle choice, and it's really about eating healthy, nutritious food in combinations that help your metabolism so that your body can change the way that it absorbs nutrients and the way it metabolizes the food that you eat so that you can be healthy and then active at the same time. Yes, absolutely. And one of the other keys is to help people understand that it's for those of us for those of us who have struggled with weight for a long time, and who have been sort of chronically frustrated dieters, to help them understand that it's not their fault that these other dozens or maybe hundreds of things that they've tried have actually gone to work against their metabolism instead of working with their metabolism to help them not have horrible cravings all the time or feel like they're deprived to not be able to sit down and enjoy a Thanksgiving meal with their family, for example, or to be able to go out and have Mexican food occasionally. Mm -hmm. And Well, I'm sorry, you keep... Yeah, go go right ahead. No, you go right ahead. Well, it's... So the so the design of the program is to work with their physiology to interrupt those cycles of craving and deprivation because in at least in my experience and having interviewed literally thousands of people now that have struggled with weight for you know many of them for a very long period of time it seems like the cravings and the feelings of deprivation and hunger are the things that lead people to get off track on so many other diets that might otherwise be healthful for them. And if you can't stay on it for a long period of time, then it's not going to do you any good. And so that's part of the reason that the title of the book came out to be The Anti-Diet, because it that, that really does sort of, in a phrase, sum up the whole problem. <laughs> right. And, and chapter two is 
the title is It's Not Your Fault, you know, and that's when you yeah. go into the great description about, you know, this is a metabolic ab- abnormality, and that's what causes the obesity and the cravings, and, and that you can work through this, not to mention the fact that you also, Chapter 4, I believe, is are you willing, you know, that that's a big piece of it, you know, are you willing to be different? Are you willing to change? Because anything in our life, whether it's a health issue or relationships or career or creating the resources we want, there are mental blocks regarding that or belief systems if, if we haven't been able to create what we truly want. And so that chapter sure. I, I found very interesting as well. That was a great chapter. Absolutely. Well, we already wow, have... You, pardon? Oh, I was just going to say, you've, you've really done your homework. Yeah. You're studying the chapter. No. <laughs> well, you know, I love to have guests on the show. And when I invite people on the show, it's because I really enjoy what they've done. And so I enjoy reading it or learning about them. So, yeah, I... Yeah, I, thank you. Yeah, I like to do my homework. So we have callers on the line, so we're going to go ahead and go to the phones. Okay. We've got Sandra on the line calling from Olympia. Hi, Sandra. Hi. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Phil. How Hi are there. <laughs> I'm excellent, thank you. How good, are you? Good, good. I'm good, thank you. So what can we do for you tonight? Um, well, I just was curious about my overall health, and it's interesting that Phil is here because I feel that I struggle really hard to eat well, and I think my body is has a hard time sometimes metabolizing, metabolizing the food or something. I feel like I'm nutrition, like I'm depleted in vitamins or something. Mm. Okay. So, Sandra, tell me a little. Tell me a little bit more about uh, about how you eat and what you eat. Okay. Well, I. Um, I don't eat wheat or dairy because I can't um, digest them. And I'm really okay. particular about eating not a lot of sugar because I have a problem with um, yeast with sugar. And so I try really hard to balance my diet, but I still feel really tired all the time. And um, I don't know. I just feel like uh, I, I just feel tired all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was okay. curious. I guess to do know you, what kind of things I could do. Okay. Do you do you struggle with overweight, Sandra, or no? Are you pretty normal? No, weight? no. I'm small. I'm small. I don't really gain or lose weight. I at all. Okay. All right. So you you've never really had a weight control problem. No. I mean, I've been like I'm five foot, and I've been like maybe five or six pounds overweight, where I'm kind of chunky. But that was <laughs> when I was like a teenager. I mean. I know you laugh at that, but when you're no, five foot, that's a lot of weight. So, no, it's adorable. Um, but I've been pretty, you know, ever since I have my kids and stuff, I've been maintaining my weight. I'm pretty comfortable with my weight. I I just was curious about my overall health. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm, I feel like I'm missing one piece to the puzzle to give me the energy I need. Well, I can certainly tell you an energetic, you know, experience that I'm having when I'm reading your energy, and then I'm sure Phil has some ideas about some nutritional things you could do to help you feel less tired, you know. Okay. You know, and and I'm sure he's madly thinking of those things right now, or they're on the tip of his tongue. Um, but when I'm scanning your body, Sandra, you are leaking energy from a couple sources, which can make people tired. So the back of your heart chakra is leaking and the back of your second chakra. So, you know, I think it's 
very healthy and important to bring in as much universal life force energy in your body as possible. Um, however, you have these two leaks going on, which means that as universal life force energy is moving into your body, you're, you're not keeping it inside and you're letting it out. Generally, individuals who leak energy out of their body um, also feel the need to overgive. You know, so they right. I do overgive, and oh, my okay. child is going to interrupt. Sophia, I'm on the phone. <laughs> go away. So there I'll we go. Right <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I give it's adorable. All day. That's my yeah. whole life is give, give. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh my gosh, I my child is going to interrupt me right when they get me on the phone. But but that's just absolutely perfect in terms of how it's going to be important for you to create boundaries in your life so that you can allow yourself to have your life. And and there's a wonderful energetic exercise that you can do okay. um, where you're going to use your right hand and tap on your mid-sternum, um, which will help stop the leak in your heart chakra. And what I think will also be important is to create a philosophy that everyone's really okay, you know, that, right. that you don't have to take care of everyone, that people are having life experiences because they need to have these life experiences or their soul somehow wants them to have them. And this is how they're learning. Just like how the United States, I think, did a great learning over these last four years about what we want in our presidential office. And um, we all learned very quickly. We all got on the same page and we made a change. Right. And and if, if we hadn't had the extremities you know, or the extremists over the last um, four years, we may not have made the change, right? Right. So, so sometimes having contrast in, the, in our lives is important, and so that you need to remember that, that it's important, important for others. And then right. you, you need to visualize wonderful energy or light or feel it or sense it moving into your back on a regular basis. You need to retrain the back of your heart chakra to take energy in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, Phil, um, do you have some ideas for her on how she can maintain her energy or feel well, less tired? And also, you know, dealing with the yeast and all the sugar. I mean, mm-hmm. I hardly eat it, and then I'm still dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I uh, first I would say that I, I was just so enjoying uh, listening to you, uh, Maria. It's, just, it's, it's great to be on a program with somebody who's gifted and who's so quickly able to help somebody identify a couple of really effective strategies to Thank you. help them have some more energy. That's uh, that's beautiful. And I think it's beautiful, Sandra, that your daughter, <laughs> you know, came in sort of just on cue. I think that, you know, the universe is providing <laughs> a- absolutely, you know, everything that you need to know pretty much right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are a couple of things uh, there uh, there are overt sugars, and then there are what I describe as sugar equivalents. And uh, many people that have issues with refined sugar eat a lot of sugar equivalents, like, for example, fresh fruits. Mm-hmm. And fresh fruit is not by itself unhealthful, but it is uh, it is a very sugary food. Mm-hmm. Right. And so one of the things that I recommend to people is that they change their emphasis a little bit toward more vegetables. Okay. And uh, away from uh, away from fruit a little bit more. And the other thing that I might recommend is um, if you're eating less than every three to four hours to be putting a small amount of uh, energy into your body in the form of, <clears throat> excuse me, fresh or at least things that you have prepared, dishes that are primarily made up of vegetables and then clean proteins. 
Right. Um, okay. And if you if you eat an, are you are you vegetarian or do you eat animal protein? I was, but then I got sick um, and couldn't eat wheat or dairy. So now I eat meat, and my husband loves meat, so we eat it. But I I try and choose the better meats. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. We eat All a right, lot yeah, of fish. We do, but um, you do eat a lot of fish. Okay, yeah. that's that's good. The uh, and especially the fatty fishes are good. Um, those uh, omega three fatty acids that are found in those fatty fishes uh, are important for mental well being, brain function, um, as well as you know for your cardiovascular health. Right. Okay. And then the only other thing, just real quickly, how much are you a big caffeine user or no? No, I I, I have like one cup of coffee a day. Okay. No. All right, because some people think that consuming more and more caffeine is the answer to having more energy, and it really no. sort of is, it it sort of has the opposite tired. Yeah, no, it makes me have the opposite <clears throat> effect. Well, you Definitely. know, okay. in the book, The Anti-Diet, I love on page 70 um, how you have the, the dirty dozen, you know, and, and you talk about the sugar content or the carbohydrate, I believe, value is what you're measuring in fruits and vegetables. And I found it really interesting because I, I have similar um, um, dietary restrictions like Sandra does. And uh, there are definitely some foods on here that I eat a lot that would not be a good dis- decision for me. So I was really surprised. Not only I was surprised on the on the, f- the fruits that were actually easier to metabolize and, and, and actually resulted in less carbohydrates. Like um, I always had thoughts that bananas would not be a, a great food choice for me. And I thought apples would be a whole lot better, but yet apples are in the highest portion of the dirty dozen, you know. So I found that really interesting and actually added some fruits to my diet that I had avoided like pineapple, um, you know, so uh, so th- that was incredibly helpful for me in terms of making some changes in, in the carbs and how they're going to, you know, are they going to be dense carbs, as you put it in your book, or are they going to be yeah. carbs that are, they're going to be easily to, to yeah. use? And, yeah, and Good. Yeah, Good. very helpful. I, I really like it. And and then, Sandra, what I would suggest that you do regarding that second chakra, because I'm, I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail about it, but you have to learn to say no. It's right. so important. And you have a beautiful, do you just have one child? I have two. Okay, so you have kids, and they do need to hear the word no sometimes, believe me, because they grow up and then they want you to buy everything at Nordstrom's for them, like, <laughs> like, like my lovely daughters, you know. <laughs> and you have to learn to say no so you don't, have, so you don't upgrade their cell phone too quickly, you know, or right. you know, all the things that they're going to ask. And so no is a beautiful wor- word okay. as well. And so okay. I would practice it in the shower when you're driving in the car okay. and do that heart chakra exercise that I recommended. Okay, I will. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Phil. Oh, thank you, Sandra. It's a okay. pleasure talking with you. Okay. Bye-bye. Wonderful. So, Tom, why don't you go ahead and hand out the, fo- the phone number for us before. We're going to take a little break in a few moments, but go ahead, and Tom, and give out that phone number. Okay. If anybody wants to go ahead and give us a call, go ahead and do that at 877-825-8828, that toll-free number one more time, 1-877-825-8828, or locally, 425-373-5527. Wonderful. So we'll be right back with Phil Larson on the Marie Menu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. The Marie Menu Cherry Show is streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425 375-5527 or toll free 
at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. PatriciaZielinskiDesigns.com, the place to go for unique, creative, contemporary gifts. As an artist, Patricia's mission is to make cool, creative designs that are affordable without sacrificing quality. Each design is a contemporary work of functional art created out of metal and handcrafted to order with great care and pride. Best of all, everything is priced under $50. Choose from a variety of items such as book accessories, picture frames, bud vases, items for the business person, the wine lover, and even the bird lover in your life. So if you are looking for a gift as original as the person you are shopping for, visit Patricia Zielinski, that's spelled Z-I-L-I-N-S-K-Y, designs.com. A link to Patricia's website can also be found on Marie's website. Looking for a great place to get the word out about your business? Then why not advertise on the Marie Menu Cherry Show? The Marie Menu Cherry Show reaches a diverse group of listeners from all around the world and was just recently voted one of the top five shows on KKNW. Aside from a professional website, how many outlets do you really have to promote your business and literally reach across the globe? The Marie Manu Cherry Show has a listening audience that ranges from the U.S., Scotland, South Africa, to Australia, and beyond. Become part of the show and let the world know what you have to offer. Go to www.energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671 to find out more about advertising on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Rates are reasonable, and the opportunity to grow your business is substantial. News, traffic, and weather? Now you can get your information fixed weekdays on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. And we're speaking with author Phil Larson from Sedona, Arizona. So he's in beautiful Red Rock country. I love that drive from Flagstaff down along the water. It really <laughs> is a very nice drive. It is gorgeous. Either way you're going to, from the valley or from Flagstaff, it, it's a really good And then drive. all the red rocks in the background, and yeah. then the aspen trees, like, glowing. Yeah, I mean, if, if oh. you're able to catch it around <laughs> sunset, too, yeah. like, that's a perfect time uh, to so, drive down into Sedona. It's great. So, Phil, you know, we're talking about your home, and it is beautiful there. <laughs> uh, Tom is yes. from Arizona, so I'm sure he's been to Sedona many times. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, so it's just absolutely gorgeous there. So we're talking with Phil Larson, who's the author of the Anti-Diet Book. And um, we might as well go ahead and give people your contact information too, Phil, while we're on the air before I forget. So I know okay. you've, you've got a couple websites where people can reach you. Yes. Um, they, the easiest one is probably uh, the antidiet.com. That's mm-hmm. www.theantiantidiet.com. Dot com, And uh, there they can learn more about my story uh, and about the book and um, be directed to the uh, online store where they can find some of the special reports. And also I should uh, mention that I've uh, created a coupon, especially for your listeners. Thank and you. And that coupon is Marie. It's M-A-R-I-E. And so if they go, if they, from the website, if they click on the title of the book or they, t- or they click on buy the book, that shuttles them to the online store. And if they decide to purchase the book, if they use that coupon code MARIE, then they'll get a 20% discount off the book. Thank you so much. I know the listeners appreciate that. So thank you so much. And we're going to go straight to the phone lines. And who do we have, Tom? We've got Karen calling from Ontario, Canada. Wonderful. Hi, Karen. How are you? 
Hi, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Uh, we're great. What can we do great. for you tonight? Well, um, I've uh, been listening to you over the internet from uh, Ottawa, mm. and uh, I listened to a show about integrity, and I thought, oh my goodness, <laughs> I think I'm living my life off integrity. Um, my job is is uh, is very uh draining for mm-hmm. me and relationships aren't working out love romantic relationships mm-hmm. um relationship with my mom is a bit stressed mm-hmm. uh so i was wondering if you could uh oh and coincidentally i have uh, food allergies as well ah. i've got gluten sensitivities and soy um so i was wondering if i could uh, perhaps ask you uh to point me in a direction that might help. Sure. So, Phil, have you, when you are working with people and they have sensitivities, what are some of the options that you recommend in terms of the gluten or the soy? Or do you have ideas about that? Well, I have, um, uh, certainly some people do have some sensitivities. There are some uh, gluten-free and uh, vegetarian recipes that are in the book. Um, that are that are specifically for that purpose. Um, people with uh, soy sensitivities um, just need to make sure that they cultivate other healthful uh, sources of protein mm-hmm. uh, in their diet. Mm-hmm. And um, there there certainly are people that have soy sensitivities. Fortunately, there are you know lots of alternatives. Fewer alternatives if uh, if people are vegetarian. Karen, are you a vegetarian? No, I'm not. No. Okay, okay. So you you have lots of uh, you have lots of uh, protein options. Uh, I, I do options. Yeah. Then. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, I was just mentioning it mentioning it as a coincidence because uh, I called into the show before knowing that you were on today. Ah. So so it's really fun. Oh, good. I'm so glad that you're enjoying Phil. That's wonderful. Yeah, I am very much. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, you, you know, I, I, sometimes I say things and I, in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so mean. I can't believe I'm going to say that. <laughs> so I, I usually apologize before I say things that in my mind are going to be mean. It's about your mom. And I mean, no disrespect to your mother. But I just kind of feel like, you know, working on, on cultivating a relationship with her right now probably would not be in your best interest. And, and I don't know how old she is or any health problems that she's having, but it's a very challenging relationship from what I can see. And, and yes, it, is. it really is. And one of the things that I think you're working on, which may help, you know, I, sometimes I, I wonder sensitivities also are, are about when our body's becoming more anxious or nervous or it's meaning it's having a hard time processing things as well. Um, and I certainly have my share of sensitivity, so it's, it's something to pay attention to. Um, but I, I think cultiv- cultivating a relationship with your mother right now, the reason why I don't think it would be in your best interest is because it's really time for you to, to know yourself well and to be comfortable with who you've decided who you are before you engage in relationships with individuals who push all your buttons and kind of revert you back to previous behaviors because you're wanting to create new coping mechanisms. You know, like even you calling in tonight, you're wanting to have a life full of integrity. And sometimes when we surround ourselves with individuals who are not necessarily our cheerleaders or who have a hard time really supporting us, it's difficult to react from a new and healthy place. So I think you need a time out from your mom. exactly it. 
She is not, it, it doesn't matter what I do, she just does not support it and uh, sees it with a critical eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's funny. Yeah, it's my job. Um, but I'm glad that it worked for you. <laughs> yeah. So so that's what I would um, consider doing. And, and I know that sounds mean, but what will happen is when you feel, and it could take a year or two, and, and that doesn't mean you have to never stay here for two years. Just maybe you'll choose the amount of time you want to spend with her. But that means when you go back into the relationship with her, you will be a different person and, and your buttons won't be pushed as easily, and then you can actually have a healthier relationship if indeed that's what you decide to do. Because it'll be good for her as well. Because when I look at your mother, and of course, bless her, um, she needs to have someone in her life who will set some boundaries so she can make different choices. And that could be one of the reasons why you came together is so that you would learn to set boundaries. And she's been a person who pushes those boundaries for you, perhaps so that you'll learn to set boundaries. Um, so it's a win-win for everyone when we can be our authentic self. And that's what you're wanting to figure out. And so mm-hmm. I'm not recommending hanging out with individuals who are not going to help you to learn that and to have that in your life, that sense of integrity. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, I have done that in the past. Mm-hmm. And I've come back. Mm-hmm. And I almost use that strategy as a way of telling her that her behavior is unacceptable to me. And if she's going to be like that then she'll, I'll, I'll be distancing myself from her while, mm-hmm. you know, until I can be healthy again. But, of well, course, it doesn't take long when <laughs> I get back. Well, and, and that is a, that's a, a, a boundary, clearly. But this is really about you changing to be a different person. What I've noticed, and I'm sure Phil can speak to this because I know Phil has changed enormously over, what, probably the last seven years, Phil, would you say your life has drastically yeah. changed? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and so you you will become a different person so that when you stand in front of her, she she won't be pushing your buttons as much. Uh, okay. I have and so that that way that's what you're really wanting is to be more of your authentic self and not you know be stuck in your resistance and your own old coping mechanisms and then stay in the same familiar relationships that don't seem to work well. So right. So that's the whole idea of the vacation is for you to be comfortable with who you are so that when you stand with her, as she says something critical to you, it doesn't hurt. And, and then you can say, mm, you know, that doesn't feel very good. Would you like to find some different words to use, you know, in a way that also feels non-threatening? And if she chooses not to, then you can make other choices. But I think really what you're wanting as in having integrity as an individual is to not be affected by what other people say. It's, right. 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 Mm-hmm. So that's what that's I would right. recommend that you do. And, okay. and I think you just kind of need a time out from a lot of your relationships so that you can facilitate a deeper relationship with yourself. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> okay, and it's fun. Oh, boy. It's so a, how do I mean, the workplace is the same thing. I've, I know, I've uh, I know. adapted that behavior to my workplace as well. And it's really a crappy situation. Yeah. So again, you know, I think you need to give yourself a timeout and learn to be who, whomever you are, the, the, the real, genuine, wonderful Karen that's inside of you. And I'm not saying that you're not being that right now, but a deeper essence of yourself so that when, when people push your buttons, because that's what happens, people, people come into our lives to activate things for us so that we'll, we will change if that's indeed what we want to do. And that's clearly what's happening to you. But the change comes within, comes from within you. So right. I, I'm suggesting taking a time out. Okay. Um, it's 
you know, it's easy to take a time out from my mom because all I have to do is not go. Right. But how do I do that in the workplace? Just just do as little engagement as possible. You know, go to work, do your job, but just don't engage as much with the people that you work with, you know, on deep personal levels. Just you huh. know, be polite, be your wonderful self, but don't engage because right now you're on a timeout. You're facilitating inner healing for yourself. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Karen, you, you might consider just sort of cultivating a sense of conscious awareness when you, when you go into the workplace and, and things start to come up for you rather than to resist them or to kind of get stuck in any of the old patterns. Just kind of notice what's happening there and then use whatever strategies, journaling or something like that, to see how those situations have acted as sabotage for you in the past. I think that's sort a of great idea. Divert you away from, you know, what what's really at hand and what's really at hand is, is, you know, like Marie was talking about, letting that wonderful you come out that can be completely resilient and sort of uh, Teflon to the various different struggles that are outside because you're you're in a really calm and you know meaningful place inside. Ah, oh, that was so beautifully put. Thank you, Phil. That was great. Yeah. So I I think you've got good homework now, Karen. I <laughs> I try I try the best I can to live by my intuition, and my intuition's been saying that all along. But I you know from a an, <laughs> Of course, you're going to laugh at this, but from an intellectual point of view, it doesn't make sense to um, to really turn and look the other way. It's you know something about the intellectual process says, okay, well, you know, meet meet, go in there and do the best you can. But you're saying, come out of there for now until you um, truly connect with your inner person. Yeah. I think that's what we're both saying. And and I love what Phil said. He was asking you to be the observer, you know, to watch your reaction and take note of it, perhaps journal it, so that you can understand why you why you are reacting anyway. Because it generally has nothing to do with what's happening around you, as we tend to think, um, that it's, it's an external factor. But it's not. It's an internal factor. And I thought that was great advice. Right, right. Yeah. I, I've done enough self-searching and uh, to know that. <laughs> so that's wonderful. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. It's great for you to call in, Karen. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Have a wonderful evening. I'll get your evening. book. <laughs> yes, it's a great book. You'll love it. It's great. Yeah, I know I will. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we're going to go ahead and go on to the phone line. Who do we have, Tom? We've got uh, Betsy Cullen from Seattle. Hi, Betsy. How are you? Hi, doing great. Thank you. Uh, it's really nice to listen to you talk, Phil. I'll be definitely checking out your book. I like what you have to say. And yeah, I have a question for Marie. You're welcome. Um, I had a chronic cough for about a month, and it just now turned into this full-blown cold. Cold. I know. I can hear it. I'm sure yeah. Phil can, too. <laughs> I just hope I don't have a sneezing fit while I'm talking. <laughs> and so my question is, I've been, I've had my uh, a pretty thriving business for about a year, and I've come into some mediumship abilities, this wonderful Reiki practice. Mm. So I know a cough must have something to do about, you know, with speaking. And I can't imagine, I mean, I'm saying things in the last year I, I couldn't have imagined saying <laughs> two years ago, you know? Right. And then, and I also think there's probably a self-love issue. So I'm calling to see what you see. 
Well, first of all, I, w- I would love to say is, can you just let yourself have a cold, you know, and just rest and, you know, drink lots of juice or, you know, use the things that, because, and I love how you're looking at everything and you don't want to leave any stone unturned, but I just get, hey, it's, it's okay to, to rest. It's okay to have a cold every once in a while. Maybe your body just wants a timeout, you know, which is kind of funny. We used timeout with the last caller. So. It is funny how it all relates. Yeah. I, I, I kept seeing this picture in my head where I had a really exhausting week a few years ago, and I called my cousin, and I was really worried. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. I don't know what's wrong with me. And she goes, why can't you just be tired? <laughs> it was a novel idea, I thought. And, and then I was fine as soon as I allowed myself to be whatever I was at that moment then things begin to begin to change. But uh, and I want to com- um, congratulate you on your work. So happy for you. And I'm so proud of you. Your medium work is phenomenal. As I'm looking at your energy, you're just doing a fantastic job connecting with people on the other side. And, and maybe your psychic being just needs a break and some time out and some orange juice and vitamin C. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you for saying that. And thank you for the compliment. And I looked at my calendar today and I had the word rest written on <laughs> Thursday. Like, when did I write that? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Good intuition. I know. <laughs> so, but that's just so such a relief. Good. Thank you, so, Phil. Do you and, have uh, any? I was going to ask Phil if he had anything to add. Oh, please. Well, the only thing I would add is uh, eat your veggies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I do talk about cook, cooked and or raw. I tuned in a little late on the show. Are these cooked veggies or raw veggies, or is it is it both? Well, I, I encourage people to learn to eat at least half of their vegetables raw. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, that is, uh, that's a big stretch for some people, and some people would say, oh, you know, you're a heretic. All vegetables should be consumed raw. So I guess I'm maybe someplace in the middle. Um, I, I think that the, the less that we cook vegetables when we do cook them, the better they are for us. But, I mean, certainly some, I mean, you know, I've got a butternut squash sitting here on my counter. I I wouldn't ever set about eating a butternut squash raw. Um, <laughs> you know, so, but there are some, uh, there are some great recipes in the book. Uh, Popeye soup comes to mind, um, mm. and uh, that's all raw, and mm-hmm. it's, um, it's got cucumber and cilantro and avocado and spinach. Yum. No. Uh, and uh, and some lime juice and some curry, all of which are uh, are very nourishing um, and uh, might help your body, you know, jump into overdrive a little bit to uh, kick whatever it is that's been bothering you. Oh, that sounds so great! I'm just going to go order that book right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bill and Marie. You know, have a great night. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. 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 So we're going to go ahead and go straight to the phone lines. Again, we have Phil Larson on live on the air from Sedona, Arizona, and he is talking about his book, The Anti-Diet. It's a fabulous story, lots of helpful tips. In fact, I was going to just point out before um, we have Steve from Redmond on the line, and I'll get to him in just a moment, or Tom will flip him on. Um, but, you know, as a lot of the um, listeners know, I don't cook anymore. So um, as I was reading Phil's book, it was really fun because he tells you exactly what you need at the store, <laughs> not only in terms of... Um, spices and, and things to have available, but even utensils and pots and pans. So if, if you had stopped cooking like I have, uh, you'll have a, a helpful list to get you through the shopping aisle. So that or you... you're just ridiculous in the kitchen like myself. <laughs> I have no clue. I'm lost in there. Oh, there you go. Are you lost in the kitchen? Phil 
actually um, has a wonderful list, several of them, so you'll be able to have everything that you need with all the trimmings to cook and, and make what you need, so that's fantastic. So we're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines. Who do we have, Tom? Uh, we've got Steve calling from that's Redmond. Right. Hello, Steve. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Pretty good. I'm a new listener to your show. I like your show a lot. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for listening. Well, I was calling because I'd heard you mention earlier that you had, um, well, I have a yeast in my gut, I was told, mm-hmm. and I was wondering if you have any ideas uh, how to get rid of that. Sure. Do you want to go ahead and, and, and give him some suggestions, Phil? Well, the uh, most of the folks that talk about uh, yeast overgrowth are, are talking about uh, you know, candida, and that's usually the culprit there are lots of refined sugars or sugar equivalents, which we talked about a little bit with a prior caller, uh, people eating, um, you know, too many fruits. Oh, um, fruit. So, do it, huh? Yeah. Fruit is, fruit's a healthful food, but sure. fruit is a sugar equivalent. You know, the, the primary caloric source in fruit is fructose, which is a sugar. Right. Um and so, uh, you know, the general recommendation would be to make sure that you're getting plenty of veggies in your diet. Right. Um, now, Steve, do you, do you suffer from weight control issues? Or are you pretty normal weight? Yeah, pretty normal weight. I was uh, told by a psychic, actually. So I went online and seen a test where you uh, spit in some water, and if it floats or sinks, you're okay, but if it kind of hangs out in the middle, that means that there is a yeast, and I don't know how accurate that is, or do you know of any tests to uh, determine? Well, no, I don't, um, you know, just off the top of my head, uh, and without, you know, getting into uh, too many details that'll sort of maybe get us into too involved a conversation for the radio show. Yeah. but uh, generally speaking, um, I think that yeast overgrowth is a little less common than some of us might um, have come to believe. It's you know there's been a lot of talk about it on the internet, um, and a lot of people have uh, have used that as a focus and. Um, I'm I'm not strictly the Western medical model, but you know when we actually test people for yeast overgrowth, it in you know using the standard Westernized tests, um, it's actually a fairly rare occurrence. Oh, uh, but generally speaking, I agree that there's that there's way too much you know refined sugar consumption, and that sugar consumption and sugar equivalent consumption can cause people issues, right. you know, not only with yeast, but also with furthering their sugar cravings. And so more of a reliance on vegetables is healthier than the reliance on refined sugar or sugar equivalent okay. um, products. But Marie can probably, you know, zero in on your energy pretty well and get an idea maybe in talking to you a little bit more um, yeah. of whether that psychic was, you know, headed in the right direction for you or not. Well, 
Well, and I love the idea of the vegetables because I, I think that is just so incredibly important. Not only that, there's enzymes that are released in vegetables that help you digest your food and not keep things in the intestinal tract, which can lead to things like candida, as Phil suggested, you know, an overgrowth of yeast. And, and there are many things that can lead to yeast overgrowth. Um, and I think ha- eating healthy diets and avoiding things that, are, that we tend to have allergens towards are absolutely correct. So I, I think that would definitely help. There does seem to be a little bit of an irritant in your intestinal tract. I'm just right outside of your stomach. You know, I've gone through the sphincter and I'm in the small intestinal tract. And there does seem to be a little bit of an irritant. Whether that's yeast or not, I don't know for sure. But I have kind of the causative um, rationale behind it. And you'll have to let me know, Steve, if this is true for you. Do you tend to get frustrated? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I feel, regardless of whatever this irritant may be or this lack of you know, something not moving through as well as it could, perhaps, or maybe a shift in the metabolism or in the normal flora, because normal flora is incredibly sensitive in the gut, and vegetables are so good in maintaining healthy normal flora. Um, and so what I would work on in, is is not being so frustrated. Like, can you tell yourself the truth? Because frustration, I think, actually, means that you're on the right track, but there needs to be just a little bit more creativity. You, you need to get in some free-flowing creative energies so that you can actually solve the situation or move on to the resolution. And frustration means you can smell it, you can taste it, you're just about there, but you haven't quite gotten there yet. And so if you could just be incredibly kind to yourself when you know that you're fresh, when you feel frustrated and tell yourself, I'm on the right track, I'm on the right track. And then I think your creativity will open up and some amazing resolution or answer to the problem will come into your insight. And then the frustration will go away. So that's what I'm picking up on, regardless of what exactly is in the gut that I'm sensing. Once you are kinder to yourself when you feel frustrated, then I think it's going to resolve. Okay, so you think it could uh, heal itself, clear up on its own or whatever? Yeah, it feels small to me. Have you been having some intestinal problems? Uh, not really, no. Yeah. It, it feels small to me, like it's not, um, and I did suffer from um, candida, but it was from long antibiotic use um, as oh, a teenager okay. for severe acne, which, uh, you know, that's what kind of leads problems, um, you know, a- things that, like sugar, like what Phil said, and, and then, you know, having antibiotics for a long time, which aren't good for the normal flora in the gut. Yeah. So I, I think I would know if, if it were more of a moderate or severe problem in your body. It feels mild to me. Okay. Um, but I would work on the frustration. And you can also throw a couple temper tantrums every once in a while. <laughs> you know, it's okay to let the anger out, you know, because frustration means it's almost like brewing, but it's not coming to the surface. And it's kind of, you know, it's it's continuing to be at a low boil or just a pre-boil. It's hot. <laughs> and it's right. okay to let yourself let off some steam. You know, so throw a couple temper tantrums, find a punching bag, yell and scream. It's one of my favorite things to do sometimes is scream at the top of my lungs. Yeah. And just let it out. Okay. Okay. And as I said that, that little spot that I saw in your intestinal tract actually disappeared. So I think Mm. we're on the right track. Okay. Okay. Yeah, maybe I just need more exercise. Yeah. And let off some steam. Eat some good vegetables and be kind to you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Great. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Sure. Okay. Bye. calling, Steve. Yep, thanks. So, Phil, um, so you also, you do counseling for people because you're a wellness coach, correct? Yes, I am. Yeah, I help, uh, I, I help people in, uh, in several different areas, but really the, the area that I'm most expert at is, is really helping frustrated dieters so that they can 
you know, crush their cravings and destroy their deprivation. And That's wonderful. Then their bodies kind of take care of the fat on their own, and they start to feel much better. And I think that's... Interrupting that insulin over-secretion yes. craving cycle. Um, I think that's absolutely wonderful. And, and so, um, Phil, if, if you're coming on to the show, he's written a wonderful book called The Anti-Diet Book. And um, Phil was morbidly obese and changed his whole life and has created some wonderful recipes and how-tos and great ideas so that you can learn to change your life and be healthy and be active. And you're also a wellness coach, so you help individuals who need the help. And they can meet you at, um, at www.theantidiet.com. And I just want to thank you, Phil, so much for coming on the air with me tonight. Well, it was uh, it was such a pleasure, Marie, and uh, just really great visiting with you and your callers and your listeners, and um, really a, a great experience. I appreciate it a lot. You're welcome, and thank you very much, and I wish you the best of luck with your career and with your book and helping all your patients. Okay, thanks so much. All righty, good night now. Good night. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the Marie Manuteri Show. We'll, we will be back next Thursday live between 7 and 8 p.m. Until then, have a wonderful and blessed week week. Joyful blessings. Good night. Views expressed on the preceding program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW Seattle, and KWJZ 98.9 FM, Digital HD3 Seattle. CNN Radio, I'm Stan Case. Quite a turnaround on Wall Street.